Welcome, welcome, welcome to E5 Bayo Back Porch Conjure. <laughs> Everything else took precedent over me and my podcast. And I don't say that in a disrespectful way. I don't say it in a bad way. I don't say it in a messed up way. I'm just saying that sometimes. Even when you show up, it may not be your time. It may not meant for you to do what you set out to do. So this is why you have to make room for what if. Just in case. Oh, wow. See, I live upstate. And some days the weatherman can say it's going to snow. Some days it may not. You know, you it uh, <laughs> the weatherman is in his own in his own wave, right? Cause they gave us a national report. Oh, it's gonna snow, right? And it's supposed to snow at eleven. Now they're saying it's gonna. Do it by eight o'clock. <laughs> and it's supposed to snow again on Sunday. It's supposed to snow again next week, Wednesday, and Friday. 
Now you have to give it time, what if? Most people still think I live in New York, like in the city. And I always tell people, nah, I live upstate. I live in the mountains. So, and then when you say it, people will go, uh, it ain't, it ain't. Until they've been up here, then they be like, oh, wow, you're not lying. So I weather, I snow, I air, right? Perfect example. The first time I went to Denver, if you've never been to Denver, then I'm going to help you, right? Because my son helped me. Denver, the air is very thin because of the altitude. They don't give you tea, coffee, juice. They give you water. <laughs> like, here, you're going to need this through the whole flight. They give you water. So my son had told me, he said, Ma, when you get over there, they're going to give you water, drink as much water as you can because the altitude, where you're up, you're really up high. So you really, and I'm like, well, okay, okay, I, I've traveled before. I know what I'm doing, right? <laughs> when I tell you I got up there and I drank water on the plane, but I didn't buy a bottle of water when I got down there. And when I tell you I was sick, I was sick. The first time you go, you're going to get sick. Bring some Benadryl, bring some cough medicine, whatever it is, to kind of, I know it sounds crazy, but to kind of slow your body down because the air is so thin, you're gonna, your lungs and everything else is going to work twice as hard. So when you take Benadryl and all of those cold medicines, kind of slows your body down. Hence why I appreciate all the weed smokers in Denver. It slows your body down because your body is going to work double hard to kind of overcompensate, I guess, for the thin air. Well... I'm not as high up as in Denver, but we are high up than the city in New York. So when I go down to New York, my body works twice as hard because the air is thin. We don't have mass transit. We don't have trains like that. The only train we have is the Amtrak train or whatever train, the, you know, local. But we don't have the A to E, the 1 to 3. We don't have that. We don't have all these buses. It's not a big city. We're on the outskirts. So our air, we don't have big, you know, um, buildings like that. When I went to Vegas, Vegas is surrounded and by mountains. And it's, it's like in the middle. It's like building a sand wall around, you know, your little, your little part that you got in there. Same way. We're sunk down, but we're surrounded around the mountains, right? So... You always have to leave that what if, what, especially when it comes to winter. That's why in the winter, it took me two years to learn this. Sometimes I work all the time and people always be like, oh man, why don't you, you know, relax? No, in the summer I work twice as hard. Like I don't take days off. Why? Because my winters are my summers. Y'all summers, you can go on vacay, you can do all of that. Well, I work in the summer. My winter, I go on vacay because... Majority of times we're snowed in. We are snowed in. We're stuck in the house. You know what I'm saying? So during the summer, I get rid of all uh, HBO, Netflix. I, I unsubscribe to everything. Once October hits, going into November, I put it all back on. Oh, why didn't you keep it all year? Because I'm not using it. And I'm paying for something I'm not using. I'm not using it. So all I do is stack my bread and... You know, by the winter time, because I'm not going nowhere. Our trains don't run. Talking about Amtrak, it, it'll take forever. 
uh, cars and, you know, the buses and stuff, it's in the wind toys because we have the ice, we have, you know, the snow, the snow piles, like, wow. And even today when we went out, because when they sent you, they send you like emails and things like that to let you know, okay, it's going to snow, right? Snow is expected. So whether it comes now or it comes tomorrow or it comes tonight while you're sleeping, you getting to these places is limited. If you're not driving, even if you're driving, um, the last time we were, um, driving and we almost crashed because you know the car just kept going because of the black ice so i told my daughter and my son-in-law i said look after you drop me off just go straight home like we got everything so you always keep you know your your cabinets full you know little things you run out you go and try to get like i didn't have you know sugar and bread so you want to make sure i ain't the egg and milk no because i don't eat milk but we didn't have no sugar and no bread so i went out and got that and grabbed a few other little things because we're going to be in the house right now, it's times where I'm invited to places, times where I have to go places. Sometimes I have to be like, yo, I can't go, you know, because the travel. So I always leave room for the travel. I I can't go against um, the weather, the universe, the the world, you know. And But, you know, most people go, oh, my God, I couldn't live up there. Well, I can because I enjoy the peace. And if it's meant for me, then I'll be there. If it's not, then it's okay. I have declined a few places and had to say, yo, I can't make it because of weather. You know, anything that's dealing when it's in the wintertime, I, I don't, I, I, I learned this two years now, two years. Now, when I was living in Far Rockaway, I go everywhere, everywhere. Hey, yeah, I'm there, I'm there. Even though it was a strain because where I stayed at, it's a two-fair zone. So you got to first get to Far Rockway. That's the travel of itself. Then from Far Rockway, you got to get on another bus to go down to where I was living at. So that right there is a challenge, you know. So anywhere you go, you have to give yourself two hours in advance to get there if you want to be on time. So if, say if, I, if you have uh, an event and it starts at 9, I have to leave the crib around about six if I want to be there by nine o'clock because especially on the weekends because the trains in New York on the weekends suck suck so you know the a train may stop running at this time and then you gotta jump on the bus then you gotta jump on another train to get to another train and you know it's crazy now what I did learn is after COVID and when COVID started Fear start going up. Now that it's gas prices, what? It's even more. Like, Lyft added a fuel surcharge when you ride on Lyft. Uber is the same. Like, you're going to add on the gas surcharge. And I'm not mad at them. I mean, people have to make their their livelihood. People have to do what needs to be done. So, it you know, it will it be uncomfortable for a lot of people? Yeah, it will. But if you know you have to get there... Uh, you know, because buses and stuff are limited, especially where I live, you know, because sometimes the buses 
if the road is messed up, they ain't going to, they're not taking that hit. Like, oh, wow, we can get into a crash. Something can happen. So it's a lot to take precedence of. So, you know, most people, and I've learned this for two years, two years I learned this. I didn't understand it then, but I definitely understand it now. People would get upset, like, oh, my God, I can't come. Oh, my God. And they would really feel guilty. And I remember living up here when I first moved up here, right? Two years ago, I first moved up here. And I was invited to an event. And I couldn't go because, you know, we snowed in. And I felt really sad and really hurt. And I was like, wow, man, you know, I, I never regret living up here. So please, let me put that out there. I never regret living up here. I always appreciate living where I'm at. I, For real, peace of mind, peace, tranquility, your own is amazing. And I believe you should get what you pay for. You know, you're worth your buck. And I do. So I'm not ever complaining. You know what I'm saying? I always, this is my first time ever in my entire life living by myself. I've always, I'm a mom. I always had my kids with me. I was a wife. I had a husband. Family members needed help. So, oh, I started living with people, you know? So I've never lived by myself ever in my life. I've never lived by myself. I've always had someone live with me. So this is my first time in life of me ever living by myself. Got to remember, I had my son when I was 15, 14 going on 15. So I always had somebody with me. Through my whole time, I always had. So I remember when one of my daughter, my oldest daughter, her friend was like, don't your mother feel bad or feel alone? Like, we should go over there and see her. My daughter looked at her and said, you have no idea. My mother is in her whole space right now. Like, she don't care if no one ever visits her. Trust me, she's in her comfort zone right now. And I bust out laughing because when I walked in the room, I said, you ain't never lie. I have never lived by myself. So I this right here is heaven to me. So when it was said, uh, I stay home, I mind my business, I drink water, that that's a mecca. I didn't know how that felt at all. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I can go and visit people. I can go and do stuff. But guess what? I can come home, turn on the TV, throw on my pajamas because I believe in pajamas. Trust me, 80% of my wardrobe is pajamas. Let me just put that out there. I love pajamas. I love pajamas. So I put on my pajamas. I make me something, a little snack to eat. And I vibe out. Vibe out, right? And I am good with that. I water my plants. I take care of what needs to be taken care of. And I vibe out. I'm okay. I'm not missing nothing. I have hung out since I was 10 years old. Trust and believe. I've been in the streets since I was 10 years old. 10 years old. I have ran up and down streets. I've been in every goddamn borough. I have did my share. I can say I truly lived my life. No, I didn't solve world hunger. No, I didn't do anything that's going to land me in the National Geographic. But I enjoyed every fucking moment and I have no complaints of anything. I really did. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I look forward to um, just relaxing and retiring. I, like I said, I can't speak for anybody else. I can just speak for me. 
I look forward to relaxing and retiring. I look forward to enjoying this, this journey of my life because I'm making it all about me. Now I did. I said, "Hey, Monday to Monday, let's change the let's change the narrative. Let's uplift. Let's aspire. Let's motivate. Let us share our stories, you know. And blessings to the people that are that's out here uplifting, inspiring, motivating, telling their stories, sharing of their experiences and everything, you know. Instead of worrying about what somebody else is doing, focusing on you and and sharing so people can say, you know what." I can do that too, or I can do even more. And just building, igniting that fire that's already in you, giving it some some air so it can even burn even brighter. You know, lighting, I love that, that saying, lighting somebody else's candle doesn't blow yours out. And I love that. I love all of it. And like I said, I I appreciate this journey that I'm on. I did, and I do. I appreciate all of it. I appreciate how far I've come. I appreciate all of that. No, I don't have to live by somebody else's standards. I don't. I never did anyway. So that's one thing. I made mistakes. I made some bad choices. Shit, some of the things was a hit and miss. Like, fuck it. Just throw it in the water. Let's see what happens. You know? So, And that's half of my life. And I'm grateful that somebody up there must have said, well, you know what? Let's help her because she is batshit crazy. I love the fact that, no, my children are not the greatest. But to me, they are the world. I made sure that I was the mirror. I wasn't the perfect mirror. I had scars, scratches, a few cracks and chips along the way. But you can still see yourself in that mirror. I'm not the world's greatest mom. Shit. I ain't the world's bestest grandma. But I'm an example that once you put your mind to something, you can do it. You can overcome a lot of the obstacles. An old man once told me, because I said, man, I got a lot of problems. He said, you don't have no problems. I said, yeah, I do, man. You don't understand. He said, you don't have no problems. Because a problem is something that money and man can't fix. And I had to think of each problem or each obstacle that I had in front of me. And I was like, damn. 80% was lack of money. And how was it lack of money? Making poor money choices. How was that? Because no one really taught me about money. All I knew is that you get it, you spend it. That's it. That's all. Never knowing how to invest in it, how to make it work for you, how I can earn it. I know how to get out there and make it. That wasn't the problem. It was just that the more money I made, the higher my lifestyle became. So I I was hood rich. I had to look good just to sit outside in front of people. That shit still don't make no sense to me. But I did it. Because that was the environment and that was the, the information that I got. Because that was the example that I had. Oh, yeah, you buy you a, a crib in the hood and you make it better than anybody else so they can all gawk and look at you. But you're still making poor money choices. Like I said, my mother, we didn't have lights, but we had a $5,000 chandelier in the living room. So, you know, and they didn't know. So I didn't know. And it took me years. Like, I would break my neck to pay a bill. Oh, my God, don't let me have it cut off or get into a register and have to put things back. Oh, 
Oh my God, that means you're poor. That, that's all it meant to me. You're poor. I was like, no. What's the difference? I never forget what my aunt said. I said, oh no, I have to buy these candles from the botanical. She said, what's the difference between that botanical candle and the 99 cent store candle? Just making wise money choices. Understanding, you know, it's not about, oh, well, I'm wearing Balenciagos. To sit outside? I got a Birkin bag. You got a $15,000 bag and you're on the bus. Make it make sense to me. We were not really taught about money, right? But we're learning. And those that were taught, God bless you. This conversation ain't for you. So God bless you. You know, teach us. Give us some jewels. Hit us with some knowledge. Teach us. Because as I'm going, I'm going where I'm investing in me. This is the first time I'm betting on me. I am betting on me. I have bet on everyone else. Anytime I take people to other people, I refer people to other people, I do all of that. Now I'm betting on me. I'm the prize. It is me first. Everybody else, get in line. But I'm the first one. The line of defense, the first one to be pleased, the first one to be saluted, the first one to be hand clapped for, I'm the first. And there's so many things that I've done that people told me I could not do it, that I would look dumb, that I look stupid. One, because I was black. Two, because I was older. Oh, you're older. You're trying to compete with young people. No, no, I'm not. Believe it or not, I'm not. I want you to see that... Your environment should not dictate your future. I want you to see that you can make mistakes and learn from them and still move forward. I want to, I want to show you that age doesn't have anything to do with it. You still can be successful. Obstacles and challenges are going to come in front of you. And it's okay. Just don't buckle. Keep going. Keep going. So... I'm not trying to be young. I don't go to clubs and hang out with young people. I'm not hanging out with my kids. I ain't trying to uh, be your friend so I can keep some fountain of youth. No, no. I'm not trying to, oh, well, you know, you need a man. No, no, no. I'm happy with my life. I'm happy with my personal life. I'm happy the way my life is going. And I honor me first. I honor me. You will have people that will sit there and try to tell you, you know, oh, well, you got to do this and you got to do that. Ask them that one question. Have you done it? How is your success rate? Oh, I haven't done it. It's not for me. It's for you. How is it that you can tell me what I need in my life, but you can't see what's in your life? Baby, go get some therapy. Okay, bye. And just move on. That's it. That's all. It's your life. For some, this is a confirmation to let you know this is your second lease on life. Go build your house the way you want it. My friend Steph built her house. She put the kitchen where the, the top level up on top. The kitchen was up where the bedrooms would be. And you know, in the center where usually the kitchen is, 
that's where the basement was. And she just kind of rearranged the whole house. But it's beautiful the way it came out. When she told everybody, we was all looking at her like, this hell makes sense. You put in the bedroom, you put in the kitchen where the bedroom should be upstairs. That makes sense. But when it came out, you can walk out of the kitchen because that whole top floor was the kitchen. She had a beautiful big kitchen. And you can walk out onto the patio and see everything. And the patio was big enough and wide enough that you can put the furniture out there as well and sit down and eat if you want to eat outside. Or you can have the, which I always love, like the bar and the, you know, the bench and have that, you know, in the center, in the island, in the center of the kitchen. Oh, that is so beautiful to me. So you have a choice, you know. And it was it was covered with the net, the beautiful net, and had the the glass um, lights, so the bugs won't get in your food or anything like that. It's very beautiful, very beautiful. But everything that we would think in the middle was up top, and everything that's in the middle was down at the basement because the basement now was in the middle. But the way it played out was so beautiful. The bedrooms and everything was down at the bottom. Okay. Now, me being who I am, I was like, girl, what if it's an earthquake or something? You down here? She was like, this is the safest. No, girl, I feel like I'm buried. I can't. I can't. Right? But the attic part, you know, where usually the top house is, was the, the middle part. So, you know, the bathrooms, the... Um, like the, the, the play area, you know, usually where you have the kids, like it was in the middle part. And then the basement part was the bedrooms, right? In the closet, even the laundry chute and the laundry was in the middle part. And I was like, that's different. But the way it looks is so beautiful. It's a big house. She had it built, right? Because at the end of the day, she was young. She didn't understand about money. She just knew she didn't want to be broke. But she invested in herself and she started finding and listening to a lot of different people about money and stuff. And she was the one that really like kind of told me how we will talk about everything in life, but we won't talk about finances. Like people tend to shy away or be quiet or don't say anything or they'll, you know, add more to this, add more zeros to say if you, oh girl, I only got $200 in reality, they got like 10 or $20. Like what, who are you impressing? The object and the goal of any class or anything learning is to come and be honest. Listen, I'm, I'm working with $15 here. I remember when, <laughs> spiritually, I was, when I went to go see my godfather for the first time, Ibae, he, um, he was telling me I needed to receive Ori and I needed to receive um, my hand of Ifa, my Kofa, right? And I was like, yo, how much is that? And he told me the price. And I said, yo, you know, no offense or anything. I ain't trying to argue or nothing. But Palea, I got $20. If you can help me turn this $20 into that amount, you ain't got to worry about it. I'll be right here, front and center, rock and rolling. We we get it going. He started laughing. He said, yo, you serious? I was like, yeah. Shit, I, I ain't got no time to lie. What's the use of me going to get help, going to um, get some knowledge or investing in me if I have to lie? I, I don't, it, it makes no sense to me. It, it never did. It never did. 
if I'm here trying to learn about financial, financial literacy, learning, um, you know, generational wealth, I'm going to let you know what I'm starting with. Hey, I got $20. How do I make this 20 so I can get down with y'all? What do I need to do? I'm not walking in, yo, yeah, you know, I got like 2000 And in reality, you sit with $5 in your pocket and goddamn bus pass. I know you lying. I, I'm not here to impress nobody. I remember being in sixth grade and Mr. Falks had asked us a question. And, you know, I was giving him my honest answer. And everybody in class was looking like, I can't believe you said that. I can't believe we're going to sit here. He the teacher. He getting paid to teach us. So we're going to sit here and lie and become something else? No. Then what's the use of me coming here? And I've always had that mentality when it came to that. If I'm sitting in your class, even when I went, when we went to school, I went to the GED program. And i never forget, Khadija and them were sitting there. And they were like, um, yeah, math. And I was like, yo, you know, I'm going to stay after because I, I need help. And the teacher looked at me and was like, for real? Yes. Like, yo, you getting paid, right? I, I, I don't understand this. And we have to pass this when we get our GED, right? Okay. It, you, when you invest in yourself, you have to come and be honest. Sometimes you got to be naked and ashamed. And that's real talk. Sometimes you have to go naked and ashamed. You have to, you, I'm not here to impress anybody. I'm here to improve myself so I can teach those that's coming after me. I'm not here to sit here and be like, oh, well, you know, I, I'm, I have a broken back. I'm doing, and, uh, no, no, no. You can do that. You can do that all day. That's on you. God bless you. And I hope that you get the message and get everything that's there. Me personally, no, nah, I got shit to do. I got things to do. You know, um, we take for granted the people that are put in place to help us because maybe someone had a bad experience with them or maybe we just feel to come in our way or maybe, you know, sometimes it's envy and jealousy. Sometimes it is. You know, this person, how is it? They came from our neighborhood and they doing better than us. Well, they invested themselves. They took that time. They put that work in. They didn't give up. You, the first time. Ah, oh, man. When we were, when I started, my friends and all of them, they were going everywhere. For real. My friends was going everywhere. When I started on this spiritual journey, I was with Angel at first. And my people would go everywhere. Like, they would go to parties. They would go to clubs and stuff. And I will say not one time, and I was grateful for Angel. I, I really am. And I, I speak about a lot of people that I no longer rock with, but I can't stop or cannot not share their story or the impact they had over my life as I came through. So, I, and I never regretted it. I just knew that, wow, you know, they, they're having fun. And I remember Angel said, they're having fun now. It looks like they're enjoying themselves. But years later, I guarantee you, me and you, we don't have to speak. We don't have to say anything. I may not be here. You may not be here. He said, but years later, those people that's doing that, your, your friends or whoever, they're going to really feel bad because you're putting the work in now. See, they're partying. They're celebrating. They're celebrating and they're still struggling. You're putting the work in. You're doing what you need to do. So later on, and whether you go party, whether you just relax, whether you can just sit at home, whatever, you will thank yourself and you'll remember me. Well, God damn it, he didn't lie. 
Them goddamn children over here, my yeah, I gotta give it to him. I'm serious. He did not lie at all. At all, he didn't lie. Because I look at those people that party now, they're trying to scrimp, scrape, and do all of that. And I have the choice to where either I wanna go and do something or I can sit at home and still be at peace. My children are grown. God bless that. 38, 36, 33, 32. And I got nine grandkids. Great have 10. I can sit back and relax. This time, I can focus on me. I didn't put in grand work, but I put in some work. I hustled. I ran the street. I did all that. But trust me, it was a method to my madness. I didn't just run the street to look cute. I made money. I had to take care of these kids. I had to make sure we had. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but uh, school wasn't cheap back then. It definitely ain't cheap now, but it definitely wasn't cheap back then. They wanted to go on school trips, graduations, uh, book goddamn uh, shit. Every time you look up Scholastic, we're selling some goddamn books. Oh, we're having a bake sale. We're having a book sale. We, our teacher said we need this. We're going on this trip. Uh, shit. We need sneakers. My son didn't have little feet. Neither did my daughters. We need sneakers. We got to have clothes. Spring, summer, fall, all of that. The, the dances. They're having a party. It's a birthday. So, that shit ain't free. And food stamps and little public assistance only go but so fucking far. Trust me, when you got more than two kids, I got four. So... That shit ain't, that shit wasn't cheap. So you had to hustle. And then you got light gas. Every apartment I lived in, we had to pay light and gas. Uh, then rent. And then, you know, I, I was grateful. Any place we lived after we moved out to projects, Craig made sure we had a washing machine and dryer. Right? Um, so that wasn't cheap neither. We ain't rent shit. We had to buy it. We couldn't rent shit. We brought it. We did four kids. Sometimes they break shit. So, no, we brought it. We brought it. And we had to make some sacrifices. But we definitely had to get out there and work. Craig was working. I was working. And we we had to make the best of it. It was always some kind of... And then in Atlanta, there's always something going on at the school. No matter fucking what in the South. Your son play football, your daughter do this. They want to be in stepping. They got to do this. It's always something, 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 something. And then you want to take your family on vacation. So they got to do something. And then on the weekends, you want to make sure that these kids have a life. We would take them on the weekends. Friday was everybody just relax, take your clothes off, change your clothes, do whatever, relax, you're eating heroes, you want pizza, whatever. Saturday was family day. We did everything for the kids. We took them out. Kids went out. And if we couldn't afford to go nowhere, we brought nothing but junk food and everything and let them just tear them tear themselves up. And Sunday was our day. That was date day. The kids would go over to my brother's house or they when they got bigger, they'd stay their asses in the house. Just don't have the police at my house. And we would, we would go out on date day all day. We didn't talk about nobody. We didn't talk about what was angry with us or whatever. We just enjoyed each other's company. And we did that, right? So 
That ain't cheap. That ain't cheap, honey. Uh, so when I went somewhere, it was me making some money. I didn't understand um, me just hanging out. No, I got four kids. And a babysitter wasn't cheap. Even when I lived in the projects. And my mother, sometimes I had to pay her. So $50, dollars $70. That wasn't cheap. And then I had to bring their snacks and bring their clothes and all of that. So, hi, how you doing? Like I said, I wasn't the world's greatest. But I wasn't the world's worst neither. I was me. So I put that work in to say, now I can enjoy. I can do, I can, I can just relax. I'm not in a rush. I, yes, we do. We live with anxiety. Sometimes we worry. Sometimes we, you know, kind of feel bad. We have guilt on us. But I'm here to tell you, brush that shit off. Go and take care of you. You are the prize. You are the priority. You are the one that makes everything go. Take care of you. It's okay. Not every place is for you all the time. And sometimes, you know, things happen and you just can't go. Okay, I appreciate you. Thank you for the invite. Thank you. Send a gift. Send a token. Send something and say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for thinking of me to invite me. Thank you. And that's it. That's all. That's it. But we worry about things that just don't make sense to me. I, listen, I tell y'all, my father always had that saying, must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. We live in this world. We're not going to get along with everybody. We live in this world. We're going to be talked about. We live in this, we live in this world. We're going to be blast, dragged, you know, ostracized. We, we're not going to be included in things. And guess what? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay at the end of the day. It's okay. It's okay. Some days you're going to be broke. Some days you're going to have it. You're going to be balling till you can't ball all out. Some days you're going to barely make it. Some days you got to make an executive decision. Do I get gas or do I get food? It happens. Doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you a human and that you are living fucking life. That's all it makes you. Hey, welcome to you, you to the world. Welcome to being human. How you doing? And that's it. That's all. All of these things that happen in your life are lessons. Some lessons knock you on the ass. Some lessons tap you. Some lessons hug you and give you all the greatest love in the world. Some of them bring them to your fucking knees. And you be sitting there saying, God, why have thou forsaken me? <laughs> and when you think about it after you move on, you go, damn. If I would have did that when they told me, I wouldn't have had to suffer through that. Les Brown teaches us that wherever you find yourself at, you made an appointment to be there. <laughs> Just the world made sure you showed up. That's right. That's all. That's it. That's it. But we take things so serious, man. And you know the worst place people take so serious? Social media. I have seen where you could be walking. I, no lie. I'm walking down Jamaica Avenue. These two girls just start fucking fighting. Wow. I'm talking about fighting. Jumping. Her people jumping. These people. All that. When it was over. You know what she said? Next time you post a sub on Facebook, bitch, say my name. <gasps> you got all these people gray being handcuffed. 
These people fighting. This kid got pushed in the street. This girl, she bleeding her, her fucking whole fucking lace front is snatched off. All because of social media? I know you lying. The way they was fighting, you thought somebody, serious, no lie. No shade, no none of that. The way these people was fighting, you thought somebody either hurt her kid or raped somebody she knew. Like, that's how bad they were fighting. But when it was over and she yelled, the next time you post some sub or something, it's not that serious. It's really not. It is not that serious. It's social media. All you got to do is block and delete and move on. Oh, but, you know, they talking about me. So you think the people you hang with, the people you promote, the people that you thinking you helping, they don't talk about you? Baby, please, 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 please. I learned that lesson so well. The very people I would assume that I helped, that I was there for. So a text message is where they dogged me out. And guess what? I still am nice. That's not going to change me. What your, what your version of me is, that's you. That don't have nothing to do with me. How you perceive me is on you. They ain't got shit to do with me. I can't change your vision. I can't fix your eyes. I can't do none of that. All I can do is live my life unbothered and no fucks given. That's it. That's all. That is it. That's it at the end of the day. What you can post about me, what you say about me, God bless you. It is 24 hours of the day, and if you don't have nothing else to do but worry about my little ass, the problem make me is you. And that's something I had to learn. And people will sit there and go back to back. Oh, well, I posted a post today and said, for all of those people that got fake pages, that's sitting there watching people that you got blocked on, delete them, erase them. What you need them for? If somebody blocked you on social media, good. Keep that same energy when you see me in real life. You don't got to speak to me. I'm good with that. Okay. I blocked a lot of people on social media. I'm good with that. And if I see you in passing, I'm going to keep going. I Listen, I don't need to be bothered. I'm not going to sit there and write what such and such said. I give no fucks. I ain't lighting a candle. I'm not killing a chicken. None of that. For what? For what? We don't like each other. Okay, move on. Move on. I don't need to go and make 90 million pages to go and look at a page that me and you don't rock. For what? Why? Oh, go see if they saying something. Why? Get some therapy. Get some therapy. Seek some help. Delete all those pages, those text messages, those pictures. Delete them all. Delete them all. What you holding on to them for? What? Is Jesus coming back to say what? 80% of people gives no fucks. They're just watching and following because it's entertainment. They're looking at two adults make two fucking fools of themselves on social media. That's all. It's entertainment. At the end of the day, no one cares. Trust me, today is you. In an hour or so, it'll be somebody else. <laughs> so it's okay. It's okay. It's entertainment. They, they, don't care. they don't care who's right or wrong. They don't care who started it. They give zero fucks. That's it. It's entertainment. That's all. And if y'all haven't seen where entertainment can usually hurt or hurt other people, then you're part of the problem too. Case in point. And I'm going to still talk about it because 
it's sad and people don't see the impact they have on people's lives, right? Where D.L. Ugly lives with his family. Kanye West made that post and said, you know, I send people to get you. He has to have security because these crazy people on the internet, social media, have been showing up at his house because he put the man address up there. Any show he goes, they show up. And now they're even making forced rumors and accusations like, yeah, I stepped to him. See, so he was like, yo, man, I ain't stepped to you. You ain't stepped to me. You in the, in the men's bathroom gawking at me. So, of course, I'm going to call security. Yo, check him out. He didn't think you was a bully or you sitting here for Kanye. He thinks something else is wrong with you. You in the men's bathroom checking me out. Okay. You don't know. You don't know. It's just, it's sad. Where people will threaten your grandkids or your kids. The impact. You know? I mean, look, when, when I had that uh, problem with, you know, the white folk, and she really threatened my grandkids and told me she would do a spell to hurt my grandkids. At that moment, I was. I was pissed off. But then I was like, yo, she drunk. And at the end of the day, it's only going to hurt you, not me. And not me. At all. When you have to stoop so low because you, oh, I'm taking up from my friend. And you threaten someone's children, their family members, and you wishing death on them. You know, my mom told me a long time ago when I did that, I was arguing with this girl named Pam Houston. And I was like, I hope you die, you, your mother, and your grandmother. And my mother snatched my ass up. I'm not even going to lie. My mother snatched me up. I was like, wait, what? You see her bothering me? She said, let me tell you something. When you do that to somebody, dig two graves. Just don't dig one. Because whatever you say for her, it's going to happen to you. Shut the fuck up. You don't do that. You argue with her. That's who you argue with. You don't wish death on nobody else. No. I learned that shit in fifth grade. My mother snatched my ass up. Here I am. I'm arguing. My mother coming around the corner. I'm arguing. Me and Pam get ready to fight. And I was like, I was devil. And my mother snatched my ass up. She said, I'm not snatching you up because you defending yourself. I'm snatching you up because of the shit that's coming out your mouth. You dig two graves. You don't dig one. Because you dig one for yourself when you putting somebody that don't got nothing to do with this in the ground. They ain't got nothing to do with this. She was like, no. Y'all can call me whatever y'all want. Oh, she's crazy. She's this. She's that. No, no. Be angry with the person you're angry with. Don't add extra. Because you ain't ready for that for a lot. It's a lot of things that I've seen in my life. Man, I don't know about y'all. Burying a kid ain't one of them. That ain't the shit that you want at all. At all. At all. That's not what you want. That's not what you want. For so long, it would ease my pain that, you know, when my son, I had another son. His name was um, Donald Christopher. And um, I just assumed that the hospital lied to me and that some nurse took him and took care of him. You know, took care of him for a long time. I, I assumed that. Like, yeah, no, he's he's somewhere and he's he's going to be a good boy, you know. And he's being raised properly. And maybe one day he'll find me. And I, I just need to be ready for the day he do. Until I went to the 21 Division drumming. And the spirit turned around and told me, 
she can't go nowhere because she needs to know that her son walks with her mother. And everybody's like, her son's not dead. And I sat there and amazed. Because my thought in my head was always that. And that, was, that is what got me through a lot of things in life. Because I just assumed he wasn't dead. Like some nurse took him and was like, you know, I'm going to make sure. So I would love, you know, movies that where, you know, kids was being taken care of and they was being raised properly. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. So I was just always preparing myself because I know my son is going to find me. But um, it didn't. He died. And that reality had to be faced. And this person didn't know me from a hole in the wall. And I was like, wow. My godmother was like, we got to have a Misa for you. And it came out. And I was, I was really hopeful and really great for that closure part. And then yesterday, I was watching um, that movie DMX, right? Oh, yeah, DMX. With... Um, Rosaria, right? Yeah. And I became so emotional with this movie. Like, for real. I did. I became a real emotional with this movie. Because, just, you know, not to spoil it, here it is. A mother will go over and beyond for her child. A mother will. A mother will go over and beyond for her child. And this mother did. She went, to, she went against the odds because she just knew this is not her child. Her child was, and everybody in this fucking movie told this lady, give up. That's not your son. Give up. He's changed. That's not your son. Even the son told her, you got to let me go. It's, it's, no. But in her gut and in her, she wouldn't. She would not, would not. And he pointed the gun. And I'm sitting there cursing at the TV like, wow. But when it was, and at that moment, I thought of my mother. I did. I thought of my mother. I thought of my mother. At that moment, the father and her were arguing. And she was trying to save her son. And the father was getting ready to hurt the mom. And the son wouldn't let it happen. My mother would sit and say to us, no matter what, if a mother is good to her child, she said, even, she said, it's sad. She said, because even the world's worst mother, a child will always protect their mom, right? And I, you know, I used to be sitting there like, nah, you know, um, if the mother is bad or whatever, but a child will. But this mother in this one wasn't bad. She spent eight years looking for a son. Eight years. She never gave up. Never. Not once did she give up. And she told him, I spent eight years, 27 days, all the way down to the second. She said, I've been looking for you. She said, I never gave up hope. And he said, leave, go. It's, you know, I'm not the same. I'm, I've done things. She did all of this to make sure her son lives and lives a good life. And everyone that came up against her trying to stop her from making sure her son was good, they didn't live to tell their story for real. They didn't. And the part that really made me think of my mom was, I remember my brother, right, my oldest brother, when, you know, people would try to put in his head 
you know, things about my mom. And she never, she never fought with him. She didn't tell him. All she told, all she said was, tell him to kiss my ass. And she kept living her life. But when it was all said and done, when the truth came out, he had to see for himself. And I had to learn that lesson yesterday. When it's all said and done, my son and my children, they all have to see for themselves. I'm not here to argue. And if someone wants to poison your ear, poison you about your mother or anybody that has never done you wrong, that sacrificed to make sure you were good, that spent their life making sure that you had better than what they had, and you allow someone to poison your ear for that, and that ain't that ain't got nothing to do with me or the person that they trying to poison you against. Because eventually, masks fall off and people will see. And that's it. And when he saw, she was standing there like she told him. She said, when all this is over, I'll be standing at your side. And when it was all over, that's just what she was, at his side. And I said, all right for the mothers. When that man that got choked out and he called for his mother, I said, at that moment, every woman that had a uterus, that was a woman, let me just put it like that, stood and they felt that call. They felt that. Every woman felt that. And that's when the mothers stood in, said, let me take our babies. I felt that. Every woman that I ever spoke to was like, baby, felt that when he called for his mother. We have a job of being the mother to the world. We have kids that come in our lives that we didn't even birth, but we treat them like they're ours. We always say, that's not my son, that's not my daughter, but I raised them like they is. Come here. You will get mad at your own kids and get mad at these kids too. It's just who we are. You have people, grown-ups, adults, that be like, oh my God, you like my auntie, I love you. Okay. And you'll do the best you can. But I'm here to tell you today at this podcast that I want you to know that's great for taking care of everybody else. But the first one that you have to take care of is yourself. So I want you to, if there's 90 million pages you got and you're, you're going around looking at these people, delete them. We don't need those no more. We're not worrying about what those people say. Today is about healing. We're healing. Wellness Wednesday. We are healing. We are healing. If you got texts and pictures of people, delete that shit. We're not holding on to that. Move on. Let those people go. Today is the day we let go. Let go. If someone talked about you, they dragged you, they spoke about you, they did all of that. Great. God bless them. God bless them. God bless them. Nobody ever tells the full story anyway. It's your side, my side, and the truth. The truth don't never walk in the door when somebody else is telling it. You're going to be the villain in a few stories. Great. God bless you. I'm grateful my kids call me Rumpelstiltskin. Okay. I am the villain in some stories. Some of it is fabricated. Some of them is truth. I am. I am. I, I, I'm not denying that. I did some fucked up things in my life. I sure did. Made some bad decisions. Did a lot of stuff. But I'm here to tell a story. For some strange reason, somebody up there left me here to tell the story. I'm here. So I'm okay with that. I, I'm not. I'm not complaining. Your version of me is great. God bless you. At least you got a version of me. 
The ones I feel bad for, the ones that don't know me, that don't have the version of me. At least you, you, you're creative. We know you're creative. You can make up stories. You can fabricate a whole goddamn story out the air. God bless you. You are a great storyteller. You miss your calling. Go write some goddamn children books. For real. Make it count. Make that. Take your negative and turn it into a positive and make it profitable for you. Go write a book. You're good at telling stories. You are great at telling stories. You can take a bunch of people that are adults and make them follow you and listen to you. Go be a life coach. Be a, be a motivational speaker. Don't miss your calling. Don't miss your calling. Go out. Go out in the world. Wendy Williams made her calling on gossiping. She, she ain't playing. She, she made, look, whole syndicate of it. Gossiping, talking about people. <laughs> and she made money from it. So do like she did. Make money from it. Make it profitable for you. Don't just sit back and do it for free. Don't do it. The porn stars and the strippers got it. They love sex so goddamn much. I might as well get paid for it. And they get trillions of dollars for it. So, okay. Make it count. Make it count. Stop doing things just off GP. If you want to talk all the time, get a podcast. I did. I love talking. And sharing my experience. I, I put it in the podcast. And, and I get money for it. How you doing? Hey, hey. Make it count. Make it count. Make it count. I told y'all, I said, clean up your credit. Clean up your credit. Equifax, TransUnion, and what's the other one? A, a, whatever. You got all three, the top three. Get, get your credit reports. Go through it. Go through it. Go through it. Download the letter. Go get the letter. Send it off. Get it off your taxes. Go ahead. Off your credit. Go ahead. Stop building it. If you got 300, before uh, August, you'll be at seven, maybe eight. Do the work. Do the work. Stop worrying about anybody else. Money is over in Australia. They took out all the ATMs. So everything is digital. So you might as well clean it up. Don't get left out in the dust. Okay. All righty. Make it count. Make it count. Make it count. Make it count. This is Wellness Wednesday, y'all. Make it count. Do better. Inspire your own self. Be your own cheerleader. Make it count. Do you. Be you. Get some therapy. Go. Make sure you deal with all those things that you are holding on to. Make it count. Make it count. Make it count. Make it count. Let's not just do the crazy. Let's not let social media take completely over our lives. Let's not. Unless you're getting paid for it, then that's a different thing. Because as long as I hear that, I'm good. That, that, whatever sound I got that on my phone that's attached to it, I'm good. So let's do that. Okay? And as always, it's been a plum, please, and pleasure. And catch me tonight on YouTube. Conversations with Fabio. And congratulate to myself because I am growing on YouTube. Right now, let me tell you, I started off with maybe about 238 of followers. Right? So, right now, right? I started like 238, 220. Um, I am currently at 884 subscribers. Growth is amazing. Growth is amazing. Thank you all. And if you didn't, Conversations with E5Bay on YouTube, subscribe. Go on over there and subscribe. Go, go. Be a blessing. Be a blessing. Be a blessing.